This is Brian from Liar City. I used to like I Doubt It with Dollamore a lot. Dollamore even took me out for a nice steak dinner once. But once we got back to his place, he got awfully handsy. The sound of his voice now fills me with terror, so there's that. You should probably just listen to Liar City instead. Podcast may contain free thinking and open-minded discussion, ideas, skepticism, and adult subject matter. Topics will be discussed using adult language, sometimes gratuitously. Get ready to move the conversation forward. This ain't your granddad's news and comment show. This is I Doubt It with Dalamore. All right, let's get into this. We have missed you guys. Thank you for joining us. Welcome to this 251st episode of I Doubt It with Dollamore. I am your host, like I am every other time, Jesse Dollamore, sitting across from me, eager to go with a cup, not really a cup, more of a, a glass overflowing with delicious champagne, the lovely, talented, scholarly Brittany Page. I could never be a bartender. <laughs> Because what? I what? I I I don't know how much to pour into the cup, yeah, or to the glass, right, right. I just or or is it that when you when you go to a bar and they pour you a glass of wine or a champagne and you're like, nah, keep it, uh, keep no, keep keep keep. You you want it to be one of those situations where you just say when. Yeah, I pick up my wine glass and kind of look at it and wonder, is this is this supposed to be a shot? You're or? feeling ripped off all the time. Yeah, <laughs> precisely. Right. Well, you know, that's the beauty of drinking in the confines of your own space. It is. Of not paying, you know, $18 for a glass of wine for wine that you could buy at the store for 18 bucks for a bottle. Exactly. Yeah. You know how I work. (laughs) I do know how you work. Very good. (laughs) Anyway, uh, welcome to the show, everybody. We did take one off. It's been a little, little hectic, a little crazy around here. Brittany's grad school is uh, definitely maybe more stressful this particular semester. You only have one to go, mm-hmm. but more stressful this semester than any other. And we don't have to belabor that because it seems like we talk about that every goddamn time. Uh, not necessary. Well, we, can just... we may have some new ears that need to know some deets, right? About yeah. the way things work around here. No, absolutely. I... I uh... <laughs> So midterms are over. You know I like to talk about how the sausage is made. Oh, so God. anytime I get the opportunity, <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm going to do it. Yeah. Well, midterms are over. <laughs> and so now I have, I'm, I'm in the second half of the semester. Like you said, one more to go. More like one and a half to go. Uh, but this semester is really tough on the schedule and things will get better. They will. Well, also this last Wednesday, we were trying to find a way to strategically do the show and still go to a concert um, that we had purchased tickets for months in advance. Right. And uh, well, we, we didn't figure it out. <laughs> we, we really didn't, no. Which is always nice. We like going to shows. We haven't been to enough this year. Usually usually we try to hit as many shows as we can throughout the year, and mm-hmm. uh, it hasn't been that way. We've been busy with the show, been busy with the YouTube. Of course, you've been busy with uh, with school, but it's nice. It's kind of decompressing. Or de- and, and time to decompress. Yes. How about that? We went to see Eric Hutchinson. 
And then we went to the delicious Cantor's Deli in Los Angeles. We have a like a post-show tradition. We really do. Which, uh, Cantor's is awesome. We love Cantor's. But it's always, that place seems like it's, it's held together by <laughs> boogers and scotch tape. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like last time we went, and we talked about this on the show, so I'm not going to rehash it. But I went up to the bathroom. I guess I'm going to rehash it. We, we went up to the bathroom. Well, it was like a trauma for you. Well, I went up there, and I'm not squeamish. I'm not a, oh, germs. I'm not a Britney Page. We'll oh, yeah. just say that. Okay. And I go up to the bathroom, and how do I? Have, have you ever microwaved a burrito? Oh, God. And you forgot that it was in there? This is not good since you're talking about a bathroom. And then it explodes in the <laughs> microwave, and you open up the microwave door, and it's just burrito innards all over the walls of the of the of the microwave okay. uh, has that ever happened audience this is about to be related to a bathroom like that i'm not the only one that that's happened to this is not good well that's what the bathroom looked like oh, i mean seriously God. it looked like somebody really needed to go and they just couldn't hold it yeah like, and apparently it was explosive. Like their butthole was a was a machine gun apparently, of diarrhea. Yeah, a fire hose. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> like one of those, like a yeah, like a tube filled with something that they just got squeezed and then <laughs> everywhere. Yeah. It wasn't good. A very unsanitary fire so hose. So needless to say, it's lucky I was also not in an emergency situation <laughs> because I had to turn on my heels and get the hell out of there right away. Yeah. Not good. Yeah. And then even this last time we went, it wasn't, uh, it's always weird. I mean, it's right down on Fairfax. There's a lot of characters in there. Yeah. There's, there's two different kinds of people. There's the people who are, their heads are on a swivel and they're trying to see if there's anybody famous in there. Uh-huh. And then there's the people who are being looked at by the people with heads on swivels. And then there's this guy who was next to us. Yeah. It, I could see him in my periphery. Because I'm very vigilant of my surroundings. <laughs> and Brittany oh, always thinks that, that everybody's on the grift. No, everybody's always looking to take advantage of it. No, them. I do yeah. not think that. I do not think that. <laughs> but when someone starts twitching violently and shoving all of the things that are on the table into the bag that they have, uh, I, I noticed that. Because his head kept turning to look over... Toward to see if we were checking yeah, out. toward our table. Yeah, yeah. And so I was automatically alerted because I could see him in my periphery looking at us and then grabbing <laughs> stuff off the table and shoving it into right. his pockets, into that, the bag. That, let's just say that guy left with more than just his leftovers. Yeah, he I think he took the sugar packets, he took like all the condiments. He was taking things and acting like we care. I don't care what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> Take all the sugar packets you need. Uh, they're not mine. I don't right. know what to do. Why was he acting like I was going to bring the hammer down on him well, for taking a, the condiments? He was a shifty character to get begin with because he got up while his boyfriend went to the bathroom, to the, the shit room, and he got up and like surreptitiously paid the bill and then came back. And then when the boyfriend came back, he's like, are, are we going to pay? And he goes, oh, no, so, somebody paid for it. I, I know the people here. They covered the meal. He, he made up some weird lie about like he's some... He's somebody and they paid. When I watched him go up and pay and fumble through his wallet. It was very strange. It's just L.A. It's weirdos. <laughs> all kinds of weirdos in L.A. That's why I love living in, well, I don't love living in Orange County, but comparatively speaking, I love Orange County because 
we got our weirdos, that's for sure. But I don't, it's not like that. That's big city kind of stuff. You know what I mean? I guess. <laughs> Thanks. That's a resounding agreeance. I like it. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get on with the show. We do have some voicemails and some emails to get to. Before we do get to those, I want to say thank you to everyone who's reached out over the course of the past uh, week, I guess. It's been a week um, with, with emails and text messages and, and uh, voicemails and Facebook messages, messages of support because of the, the video, the last two videos that I've done. We've, it's been a great resounding response and we appreciate the well wishes. There's been some hate too, of course. There always, <laughs> there's always going to be hate, but we appreciate very much. We read every single message and they mean the world to us. So, you know, keep those coming. Uh, they are spirit lifting. Is that a is that a thing, Brittany? It is. Uplifting to my spirit. Yes. <laughs> so without further ado, let's get into this and address the listener communication. Some that we didn't get to last week and others that are new. Hello, Brittany and Jesse. My name, or I'm going to give you my pseudonym, um, is Stepford Escapee. I am calling in response to um, a voicemail you played by Greg, I believe his name was, in episode 247. Um, he was speaking about his feelings um, in relation to the police shootings that have been going on. Um, listening to him, it really touched me because also being black or African-American, which I hate those two terms because my skin is not black. It is deep brown and I'm not a hyphenated American. I was born here, so I am American. I have never been to Africa now that that's out of the way. But anyway, <laughs> I kind of felt for Greg or I could emphasize with him because the way these police shootings have been affecting me is kind of, it's turning me into a hermit, I guess I could say, because I'm afraid to go out because I'm, I don't know if I'll come home alive. Um, I have to go out to go to work. If I didn't have to do that, I wouldn't do that either. Um, every time I see a cop car now, it's like I panic and I'm actually on anti-anxiety meds now um, because I just don't know if the cop in the car behind me, beside me is going to turn out to be some cop that wants to just kill somebody that day and of course, you know, they can kill somebody my skin shade and not really have to worry about being punished for it. And that really bothers me because I have friends that are cops. You know, I feel like they're the only cops I could actually trust is because I know them personally. But that's a shame to be afraid of an entire group of people that at one time was supposed to be able to call if I needed protection. And I can tell you honestly, right now, I would never call the police if I were in trouble because I have a feeling they would roll up and shoot me because I'm the one with the brown skin. You know, it just, 
I don't know. But um, I love the show. I'm a new listener. I really love the show. Um, keep up the good work, guys. And Brittany is the best part. Bye. Love the show. Brittany's the best part. Thank you very much for the call. Pseudonym notwithstanding, Stepford Escapee. We appreciate it very much. Uh, the, the, the message, I will say, I, just in the spirit of honesty, was uh, about twice that long, and I did cut the second half of it. So that particular, when she signs off there, was after having talked for another, another three minutes or so. And just for the sake of, of brevity and getting to so much stuff since we skipped a show, I did edit that. I normally don't edit voicemails. And this wasn't edited for content. It was a whole chunk of stuff that was just taken out. You can tell that Jesse feels a little guilty, everybody. Well, I don't I don't want the audience to think that if they call in, I'm going to monkey with what they say. Right. Yeah, I want to, you know, I'm we're straight up here. If you call in with criticisms, your full criticism is going to be put out there. I don't I don't edit at all. But just for time, I cut that in half. So Well, and this was an important message. It so really we wanted is. to play it. Yeah. And it was really powerful. And I think that these are important messages for everyone to hear. I think especially this. I think that it really indicates, and if there's any police out there that are listening, that good cops have a problem right now. Because we have a citizen here, not a criminal, not someone who does bad things, who says that, she would never call the police even if she was in trouble because for fear of them coming and accidentally or intentionally shooting her. That's a problem. And good cops should there should be a rallying cry within the occupation of peace officer that hey men and women fellow cops we've got a problem here that we need to solve. There needs to be far better community outreach. And like I've said on previous episodes, ad nauseum at this point, the good cops need to do not just a better job, but they need to do the job of routing out the bad cops. Because how good of a cop are you if you're allowing your brothers and sisters in blue to be bad cops? Yeah. You need to stand up and do something against the bad apples in your profession. Right. So thanks for the call very much. We appreciate it. And as always, look, we being a couple of white people here living in an upper middle class Orange County, I can't fully understand and grasp the concept of living in America and being black. But uh, I'm going to do my damnedest and I'm going to at every opportunity try to express some empathy and put myself in, in your shoes. And hopefully having this platform and reaching the audience that we do, we can change some hearts and minds along the way. So we, we appreciate you very much. And uh, we feel for you. All right, next up, only because there's no other way to get around it, is a call about Donald Trump. Hi, Jesse and Brittany. This is Carissa from Pennsylvania. Um... I know I'm probably a few days late, but the whole Donald Trump grab him by their pussy thing, it, it hit me like so viscerally. And I was trying to explain this to some people 
and explaining to them that women in general, this goes back to um, a few months ago when you guys went over the episode about women, you know, the things that women need to think about when they go out that guys don't need to think about, like where we park, how late we're out, where we're going, etc., etc. So, and I called in at that time too. Um, but somebody like this, the president should be a role model for all the boys and girls and everybody. Um, but something like this just puts women back. I don't even know how many years, um, certainly before the time that I was born and it puts them back so far and makes little girls think, okay, we are just objects. Um, I I, I am so mad. Like I can't, I'm like, I just want to growl like my cave woman coming out because I can't even believe that this kind of person has gotten this far that the Republican Party has elected him to be their representative. And he's he speaks like this. Like, could you could you imagine like somebody saying that to, you know, your daughter, your wife, your your mother? Like, we're not objects and we've we've fought so hard for so long to you know become equal we women still don't get the same pay and yada yada you know all those things and then he just says that like oh I'm rich so I could just do whatever I want I could basically sexually assault somebody um and they'll let me do it because I'm rich and famous and I'm a star um sorry I went on a really long time but I'm just I'm so angry that like people are even still considering voting for him and I'm not a huge Hillary fan, but I can't, I'm literally afraid if he becomes president because, you know, who knows, nuclear war or, you know, no, no abortion rights or no women's rights. Like I know the president only does so much, but it would just be. I I don't know. I can't even find the words. But anyway, I just needed to get that out. And of course, love the show and Brittany's the best part. Bye, guys. So I think this is how a lot of people are feeling. I feel this way. I I certainly feel this way. And maybe I'm I'm projecting. (laughs) The frustration (laughs) part, I mean, like not being able to to get. I don't I don't fault Carissa whatsoever. For wanting to growl. Oh, the growling for I growl all the time. <laughs> yeah, but but I mean, not being able to get the right words out to express just how disturbing, frustrating. He Donald Trump drives me to you know that that quote from him at a rally. He was like, "I'd like to punch him in the face." I spend about twenty two of twenty four hours per day wanting to punch Donald Trump right in his stupid orange face. So I feel you, and I've I've spent many years. <laughs> Uh, rehabilitating the way I deal with things and not result uh, uh, resorting to violence. So it, it's it's something that it's bringing me back to that basest, angry, pissed off guy that I don't want to be anymore. Well, and I have always been debating person. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ever since I was a teenager and I had my first job, I used to spend a lot of time debating my coworkers. And back then I was very dumb and said a lot of dumb things, <laughs> but I still, I used to mix it up with people. And that's something that I still do. I, I am known for Thank debating God for Facebook, right? I am known for debating quite often. 
<laughs> and one of the things I'm finding is oh, that you're so funny. typically I try to be respectful and I do not engage. I don't insult people. I don't do that. Okay. But you, you really are good at it. I'm not good at it. That's why I don't, I don't engage in Facebook debates as much because I'm snarky. I'm sarcastic. Well, I and love, I'm, I'm, I'm a dick a lot. I love logically arguing. Oh yeah. You and, can just dismantle people. I'm talking about you, not generally. Well, that's the way that, that yeah. debating should be, is yeah. on the issues, logical, reasonable. But the thing is, I'm having difficulty doing that anymore because people that are defending the Donald Trump tape and Donald Trump in general, the things that come out of his mouth, I don't know how to talk about this anymore because it's always been, you know, we'll agree to disagree. We'll get along even though we're different. And I still think that's true. We should get along even though we're different. But the thing is, this is blatant disrespect for women and yeah, talking about yeah. how you can sexually assault women. Now, how are we supposed to be cordial about this? How are we supposed to be yeah. agreeable Let, yeah. when this is what's being said? But listen, in early, in more innocent times, and by more innocent times, I'm talking about 2012, when Mitt Romney ran against uh, Barack Obama, mm -hmm. it could be said, oh, listen, we just disagree. We can agree to disagree on different economic policies that are going to affect this country. Right. Mitt Romney, you might not have liked him. I didn't vote for him. Um, but the guy was competent, and he wasn't trying to take down America. Right. He had a, a general love of the country and a humility, mm -hmm. an understanding of the gravity of the office for which he, he sought. Right. An intelligent, thoughtful person. Absolutely. Same thing for Obama. But that's not Trump. And all of these, the unwashed masses who support Trump, I mean, I have a sound for these people. They are not logical. They are not using their brain. Or maybe they are using all of their brains to figure it out. There's just not enough there to get the job done. And see, there I go. I'm insulting them. Well, it's they are using their brain. It's just they are so biased. Yes. And so... Um, Blinded. Yeah, they, they have such a need to have this blind allegiance to a political party, which I will never understand. Yeah, I don't get it. Um, because you have this this maniac, right, who's provoking many emotional responses across the board. I mean, you had uh, Kelly Oxford. She's really popular on Twitter. I'm not sure if she's a comedian. I think she's a comedian. I don't know. And she said, tweet me your sexual assault stories. She just put it out there. Thousands and of answers. just pouring out of everybody. These yeah. terrible, horrific stories. And then you have Donald Trump, who is forced into making an apology. The very next day at the debate, backs away from that apology, says, no, no, this is locker room talk. Right. And then you have his supporters defending him, saying, no, this is how men talk. It's just not. It's not how good, decent, noble men talk. 
So, I'm not even that great, noble, or decent, and I don't talk like that. So we got another message about this. I'm going to read this really quick. Hello, Jesse and Brittany. It's been almost a week since the Trump tape got released, and I'm still repulsed whenever I think about what he said. As a woman, I'm even more disturbed by the number of Trump supporters who are excusing his behavior, especially when I hear it coming from other women. A lot of the people who are defending and excusing the things Trump said in that video probably feel as though everyone is offended because he said the word pussy. So they say, oh, it's just locker room talk, or this is just how men talk to each other. People are thinking of this as just dirty talk when that's not what this is. Yes, men talk about sex and say crude things to each other when they're together, but decent men don't talk about sexually assaulting women together. There is a difference between the two. That is an awesome point. If Trump had said something like, yo, I smashed so much pussy this weekend. This is written in the email. This is not me. (laughs) In those tapes, while it wouldn't be ideal because it's... Wait, wait, wait. Start over. We don't want to lose it. Yeah. Well, should I say the statement again? Yeah, you read the thing. Okay. Yo, I smashed so much pussy this weekend. Awesome. That's going to be a drop. In... (laughs) You tricked me. <laughs> in those tapes, while it wouldn't be ideal because it's still a very degrading way to talk about woman, women, it wouldn't be as bad as him bragging about fondling a woman's pussy without her consent. I don't know how women can even defend these tapes. In general, I still don't know how women can defend Trump after all the degrading things he has said about women. During the debate, Trump kept boasting about how he loves women. If you have to keep reassuring people that you have a lot of respect for women, you probably don't. Yeah, because you wouldn't have to reassure anybody because they wouldn't have the thought. No one thinks that I'm an abuser of women. I don't have to go and constantly in every single speech say that no one respects women more than me. Because it's not asserted otherwise. Love the show. Brittany is amazing. Jesse's cool, I guess. Rania from Philadelphia. This is fucking bullshit. Love the show. Brittany's the best part. <laughs> Bye. Well, listen, I think we're all confounded by this, by this Donald Trump thing. I would take issue. I'm going to go back one, one email or one voicemail uh, to Carissa where she says that she feels it's setting women back. And I know it's just a turn of phrase, and maybe it's not exactly what you mean, but but I think it might be a good thing that's happening right now. Because, one, it's teaching young girls, if they are privy to what's happening, that you can stand up and be strong. And if someone does assault you, you stand up. You say something. You come out like all of these women are coming out now. For me, it's a declaration of strength. It's allowing the young women to know that they don't just have to sit down idly and take it. They don't, they don't deserve to be treated like that, and they've ha- they have a right not to be treated like that. And then the other thing would be that everyone who's defending Trump right now, it just lets you know who the assholes are. Well, and I've been saying this for a while. We are going to remember yes, who you are. That's right. I'm going to remember those on my friends list who supported Donald Trump. Yeah. Even until the election, still hanging on. Yeah. When people like Paul Ryan are like, I'm not a part of this anymore. You know, people are bowing out left and right. And if you are still hanging on, that says a lot about you and it is not good. Right. P- political affiliation. We should all hold on to it and remember. Right. Political affiliation, partisanship aside, if you're still hanging on, it's not good. Not good at all. All right. We have one last email. One last, right? 
One last email, and this is about Giuliani and something that apparently I said and thought at the so de- debate episode. Yeah. What are you, are you shitting on me right now? No, it, you just call so many things, and I'm usually you toot your own horn, but I'm oh, tooting I, it for you. Should I toot my own horn? Well, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, just the that was good. Okay. Hey guys. <laughs> hey guys. After the first presidential debate, former New York City Mayor Rudy Giuliani said that Trump had the temperament to be president because he did not bring up Bill Clinton's affairs. Jesse said in episode 248 that by Giuliani's logic, if Trump brings up Bill Clinton, Trump would not have the temperament to be president. In the second debate, Trump brought up Clinton's affairs. How would you respond to that? Love the show. Brittany is probably the best part. Love the show. Brittany's the best part. I do want to say, though, for for people who don't know, I don't know why you wouldn't know this, but he didn't just bring up the affairs. He 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 held a press conference before the debate. That is right. Then he also appeared with the women. Yes, at this press conference. Then he had them sitting in the audience at the debate, wanted them to be sitting with his family. No, he he didn't. He didn't even want his family in the family gallery because it's only like four or five seats. Yeah. He wanted them instead of his family to have the Bill Clinton accusers. Yeah. He wanted to turn it into a A reality reality show. show. Yeah. Anyway, here is before we get into it. Here is what. the clip that the, the emailer is talking about, which was right after the first debate when Rudy Giuliani said this about Donald Trump and his temperament to be president. I am very happy that Donald Trump displayed to the American people that he has the temperament to be president of the United States, including the restraint not to say something that might be hurtful to her daughter. So he's glad he has the temperament by, by not by showing the restraint to not say something that might be hurtful to his daughter, Chelsea, who, in the second debate, was sitting next to her father, Bill Clinton, mere feet away when Donald Trump did the very thing that Rudy Giuliani just said would make him not have the temperament to be president of the United States. Right. So I guess the answer is, of course! Rudy Giuliani is a hypocrite. He is, he's lost his... Something's wrong with Rudy Giuliani now. I know Brittany cringes every time I say this, but I something's wrong with him. He's either sold his soul... To who? <laughs> I don't know. Or he's he's just loopy. Something's wrong with him. He, this his weird eye movement. Something's wrong with Rudy Giuliani. I think that this is what happens when you are grasping at straws Ugh. and you're in you're living in denial he's yeah. he's living in denial oh no good every time i see him giving an interview i just think denial yeah all right thanks for the emails thanks for the voicemails thanks for reaching out we appreciate it if you too would like to sound off to the show 657-464-7609 there you can leave a fewer than three minute voicemail or you can email a voice memo from your smartphone to idoubtit at dollamore.com. There's also the Facebook page. There's Twitter. Ah, just Google the show and you'll find a way to contact us. All right. Well, let's move on. We're actually going to skip. We were going to talk about Ruth Bader Ginsburg and her 
her recanting on her earlier position about Colin Kaepernick. We were also going to talk about the Kansas militia arrests, these anti-Muslim weirdos that were arrested by the federal government. And we're going to get that to that next time, hopefully, because there's just too much, <laughs> too much good stuff to get to relative to politics and the current presidential race. Support for I Doubt It with Dolomore comes from generous, engaged, intelligent, and good-looking listeners like yourself by way of Patreon. You can contribute per episode as much or as little as you'd like, comforted by the knowledge that you're within your budget and helping move the conversation forward one podcast at a time. If you too would like to become a supporter, please visit patreon.com slash I Doubt It with Dolomore. Matthew... Matthew, <laughs> thank you so much for being our latest patron on Patreon. Your support is awesome. It means the world to us. Thank you very much. Yeah, we, we appreciate it very much. You guys really are moving the needle as far as helping us to create new videos and, and, and the bonus episodes. We appreciate it very much. Also, I created a survey like I said I would because I keep my promises, uh, <laughs> as it relates to the Google Hangouts that we have every month for the Patreon supporters. And I haven't received a lot of responses on that. I mean, I've received about half. About half of the Patreon supporters have filled it out. So if you haven't filled it out, uh, and you don't care to fill it out, okay. But if you haven't filled it out and you do care, go ahead and respond to those. Let us know which days, which times are best for you. Yeah, because we want to have those Google Hangouts when it's convenient for you, not necessarily just convenient for us. Right, and then there's an option in there to just give us some general feedback if you would like to. And someone said, hey, I would appreciate more than just one hour notice before, you know. And you, you know what? Guilty. Yeah, great advice. Yeah, it's a great advice. <laughs> yeah. Um, so well, here, here's the deal. I I don't know why I'm under the the assumption that everybody listens to every single episode. Right. I I just that's not smart of me. I just assumed everybody listened, and then, and then and then you're getting some of the message here, and then some of the message there, and that's that's not fair of me. Well, because we usually announce it on the show, but right. We don't send out like reminders. So that's yeah. that was an awesome tip. And for sure, this is one of the reasons I'm happy that we are sending out the survey, getting feedback from you guys. It's going to be really helpful and awesome. That's also feedback. You could just independently email us. We're open to suggestions. What am I? Awesome guy who never makes mistakes. <laughs> the answer is yes. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. All right. Well, the other thing I wanted to talk about is there's been a lot of requests over the course of the last week or so. For like an AMA episode, like a get to know Brittany and Jesse, ask me anything kind of a deal, whether it be about about the show or about us or whatever. And uh, I think that's a good idea to do that as a bonus episode. So why don't you guys email your questions, call in with voicemails, um, Facebook page, Twitter, whatever, and let us know it's for the AMA episode. And we would we th I think that sounds like a good time. That would be a fun thing. And the other thing is every year, this will be the third year that we've done this, our Thanksgiving episode. Every year, I'm going to put it, I'm going to construct one, uh, a sample of what we did last year, not a sample, but I'm going to put out on YouTube what we did last year to give you a flavor for what it is. But every year we have a profanity-free, family-friendly, positive episode on Thanksgiving, on American Thanksgiving, which this year is 
November, the end of November, one of the last, it's the last Thursday in November. Well, every, every year we, we do that. Like, a no, it's all positive news stories. We don't, we're not, you know, dissecting the news. It's all just, it's good stuff. It's a feel-good episode. Well, most of it is the listeners calling in and leaving voicemails or sending us voice memos of what they are thankful for. That is right. And us talking is really a minimal part of it. Yeah, it I really think. is. Yeah, <laughs> Where we only share good news stories. Yeah. Um, but... Every year we've done this, I end up in tears listening yeah. to the messages. It's a bummer editing it and putting it together because it's 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 a, it's a tear fest because I'm a crier. So. Right, because people send us beautiful, poetic, well, listen, amazing the, things. The first year we did it, I thought it would be funny and people would send in funny, you know, shitting on us or just being generally, you know, humorous. And it was heavy. It was deep and it was awesome. And so it's become a tradition. And with all the new listeners that we have, we'd love to include you in this too. And uh, so go to YouTube, go find our Thanksgiving episodes, maybe in the feed and go re-listen to them and get a flavor for what we do. Because we'd love to hear from you. We'd love to have that continue to be a tradition. It's a, it's a real feel good thing. So And even if you have submitted one in the years previous, we still want to hear from you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Repeat. Repeat participators for sure. Yes. All right. Before we move on, though, the other way that you could support the show, if you haven't already, and I know you, there's lots of you who haven't because we only have like 110 reviews, in podcasting, it's like the most difficult thing to get is people to go and rate and review the show. But if you listen on iTunes or if you have an iTunes account, go over there and rate and review the show with a profanity-free review because if you curse in it, iTunes won't post it because apparently they're running a church over there. So that would really help us out. It does a fair amount to get our show in front of new listeners, and we would really be forever indebted for you saying some good stuff about us on the iTunes. Huh? (laughs) Yes, please. All right. Let's move on with the show. Dollamocracy 2016, facing down pessimistic politics with realistic optimism. Well, kind of related to Donald Trump. Well, it's very related to Donald Trump, but it's unrelated to anything else we're going to talk about is the fact that that, uh, President Obama gave a speech recently talking about Donald Trump. And I thought it was worth sharing because it's it's kind of funny. He's getting some support from... Some working folks. And, and, and I, I want to say to him, look, if a guy spent 70 years on this earth showing no regard for working people, I, there's no record that he's supported minimum wage or supported collective bargaining or uh, in, invested in, in poor communities. Or, and then suddenly he's going to be the champion of working people? Come on. Come on, man. (laughs) Apparently in a speech yesterday, he started talking about global elites, that that there was a conspiracy of global elites. This is a guy who spent all his time hanging around trying to convince everybody he was a global elite. (laughs) Talking about how great his buildings are, how luxurious and how rich he is and flying around everywhere. All he had time for was celebrities. And now suddenly he's acting like he's a populist out there. 
Man, I'm going to fight for working people. Come on, man. <laughs> Let me tell you something. For all Barack Obama's faults and for the criticism that I've leveled on him, which I believe is justified, <laughs> I, fucking, I love that guy. Yeah, well, someone, I can't remember who said it. It's definitely not me, so I'm giving the person credit just without naming their name. They said that it's a bummer whoever wins... Donald Trump or Hillary Clinton, we're not going to have a funny president anymore. Oh, yeah. Like for the White House Correspondents Dinner. Right. Because Barack yeah. Obama was often funnier than the comedian at the White House Correspondents Dinner. It was Dinner. the toughest act to follow, for sure. And now we are screwed. Come on. Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I thought we would start. I thought we would start the, the Dollamocracy segment this time. With a little bit of levity, because that's, that's a beautiful <laughs> thing. And everything he said is spot on. Totally right. So let's get on with this. Obviously, we've, we've already talked about it. It's hard to break up the segments of the show and exclude politics from the beginning when we get voicemails and, and emails about it. So we've kind of already touched on it. Donald Trump announced to the world. I mean, he didn't want it out there, but he did announce with his own mouth. That he loves to, to to grab him by the pussy. He doesn't even wait. He just starts kissing. That, that You can do anything when you're a star. And he proved how ready he was by throwing some Tic Tacs in his face. That's right. Well, now we find out that, you know, multiple women, over 10 women, I believe the number is now, have come out and charged Donald Trump as having assaulted them. So he spoke it with his own mouth. Yeah, hey, listen, this is my strategy. And now women come out and say, yeah, that is his strategy. That is exactly what he does. And he denies it. Well, he has sent his surrogates out on the news programs to, to stand up for him. It's just odd that he doesn't have better surrogates to defend him than men who act like sexually aggressive misogynists, and people who are disrespecting women, including one that you might not think. Ben Carson was out there on MSNBC on Morning Joe acting, I believe, uncharacteristic for him. Listen, I don't like uh, Ben Carson, but he acted like an asshole to a woman who is asking legitimate questions. Now, I want to push you on this allegations of sexual abuse because you seem to be suggesting uh, this morning in this interview with your description of the first class cabin and in previous interviews that these women are lying. The real reason that women who have been sexually abused don't come forward to talk about their stories is precisely this, that all too often they are accused of being liars. Are you saying that these women are lying? That's your characterization, because you need to characterize it that way to try to make me the bad guy. No, but no, here's no, no, the no, fact. no, 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 you just said it's a question. You're describing a first-class cabin stop, where there Can you turn her microphone off, please? No. Turn her microphone off so I can talk. No, it's a simple question. I'm going to pause it there. For me, that's uncharacteristic for Ben Carson. Look, I think Ben Carson is... A brilliant man. He's he's a, a wonderful neurosurgeon, but uh, he's not a smart guy. There's a distinction to be made there. <laughs> he believes that the pyramids were built to store grain against all of scientific understanding of archaeological uh, evidence. It's pretty sound. <laughs> yeah, real sound. So 
but I've never taken him as uh, an abuser of women or a sexist or this is aggressive. Would you? Tur- she works for MSNBC. Yeah, she's not another guest. Right. She was interviewing him. <laughs> hey, hey, hey! Would you would you turn her microphone off so I can talk? What? You're the guest. Well, it must be nice to, wherever you go, feel as though you're the one with the power. Yes. So even though you are the one being interviewed, you still feel powerful enough to ask to have the interviewer's microphone turned off. It is really. It's. I love the resounding chorus of no's. It is brass balls. And you're right. Listen, there's a lot that can be said negative about Joe Scarborough, the former Florida congressman, who now is Morning Joe. But... He he did the right thing here by flatly saying no. She's just asking you a question. We're not trying to make you look like a bad guy, but it is right. a yes or no question. Yes or no. Do you believe these women are lying or not? Nobody's trying to paint you as a bad guy. We just want an answer. Straight talk. It 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 doesn't matter whether they're lying of or not. It what matters it Listen. It doesn't matter whether they're lying or not. What matters is that the train is going off the cliff. We're taking our eye off of that, <laughs> no, and Mr. we're getting Mr. involved in other Dr. issues Carson, that can be taken care of later. If the campaign can, is can, saying, can, listen, and you are suggesting listen, that they are lying because this possibly couldn't have happened because of the way that first-class cabins are designed and their air hostess is there, you listen, which is implying you that you think they are moment. lying, that they're not telling the truth, Do you guys that's have a, a plug, huge please? issue. Okay. Here's what we need to be thinking about. I love the fact that all of a sudden you want to talk about morality in our country. I would love us to bring back our Judeo-Christian values and begin to teach those things and emphasize them at a time other than a political election. Oh Let's God. do that. But right now, the train is going off the cliff. Listen to that wonderful Christian man. Is he I joking? would love, he says, I would love to talk about morality and ethics but you know what? Let's let's do that later because that really doesn't those things don't apply to Donald Trump, the cam the the, the candidate that I'm supporting. That, how ridiculous is that? This man wanted to make morality and ethics the cornerstone of his prospective administration when he ran for president. And now it's oh, I would love to talk about that. But let's put that aside. And let's talk about other stuff. Which this is this is the new trend that I'm seeing with these notable people that are going on and being interviewed about Donald Trump. Right. More people that you're not going to forget. They are trying to say, listen, let's move on and talk about the issues. Oh, now you want to move on and talk about the issues? When just a couple of days ago, your candidate was holding a press conference before the debate? That is right. Was that about the issues? Right. It's a circus atmosphere. And it's only not a circus atmosphere when it hurts your guy. Right. And the other thing, they are so supportive of Bill Clinton's accusers. They are attacking Bill Clinton. What about the victims of Donald Trump? What about right. what about the alleged victims of Donald Trump here? Well, Bill Clinton's, his accusers should be believed. And you know what? They should be believed. But Donald Trump's, oh no, they can't. Those women are—they're charlatans. They shouldn't be believed. Well, that's BS. All of these victims, alleged victims, they should be believed. 
I do want to say, because I've been seeing this a lot, people questioning, well, why are they coming out now? Well, one, uh, he has had, he has been accused of sexual harassment, sexual assault in the past. Yeah, it right. isn't just now. Prior to running for president. Right. But if you if you want to talk about, oh, why are they coming forward now? I heard someone talking on the news and they said that when the Bill Cosby thing happened, the first person who came out wasn't believed. And so one of the other women saw those reports and said, well, this happened to me, too. They're not believing her. Well, I'm going to come forward. And then it was kind of this cycle of people not being believed and women saying, well, this happened to me, too. And I'm going to come out because we're stronger in numbers. And that might be what's happening here. Yeah, for sure. Well, another Donald Trump surrogate has been out in the making the rounds. And this one, I think he felt like he was in self-safe territory because he was on Fox Business. Kurt Schilling, I don't know when he lost his mind, but Kurt Schilling, the former professional baseball player, Hall of Fame, if not already, will be. Um, he is a nutter. He is a, a Kool-Aid drinking Trump guy who is defending the remarks, not only about the alleged sexual assault and the grab by the pussy and all that, but also all of these instances where Donald Trump has sexualized children. Him approaching girls going up an escalator in Trump Tower and saying to them that he's going to date one of them in 10 years. Soon. Thursday night. You're going up the escalator? I'm going to be dating her in 10 years. Listen to the young, the, those tiny, high-pitched, little preteen girls' voices. Soon. Thursday night. You're going up the escalator? I'm going to be dating her in 10 years. I believe she was 10 years old. Right. And, I mean, who looks at a 10-year-old and that is their first thought of when they will be able to date them. And again, he keeps using this word date. We know what he means when he says date. That's right. Well, he's he looks at a 10-year-old and thinks she's going to be fuckable in 10 years. Yeah, what that the is, hell? That is creepy. That is disgusting. That is aberrant perversion is what that is. And people can deny that this is what it is. But, Come on. But they are not. It's disingenuous to deny. We know what he means. We know. Absolutely. So here is Kurt Schilling with the Fox Business Reporter where he thought he was in friendly territory. Now is former professional baseball player and radio talk show host Kurt Schilling. Hey, Kurt. Good to have you here. Thanks, Trish. Thanks for having me. So first of all, we'll get to the women and the allegations that have surfaced in just a minute. But first of all, tell me your thoughts on on what you heard on that tape, because you're someone who obviously has spent a lot of time in locker rooms. You know what locker room talk is. Uh, what was your reaction when you heard that? Well, hey, Trish, I, I want to back up one second because I've, I've been listening and, and I, I'm taking it that you're a conservative like I am. You, you, for the most part. I'm an independent, part, the, the, but I, well, I, I, okay, but, I don't like, I don't like taxes. <laughs> okay, well, here's the but thing. Go for the it. conversation that you, the conversation you're having about the, uh, the things he said about the ten-year-old girl to yeah. me is the very at the very heart of why this is a problem. How many times? And I, I have three boys and a daughter. How many times have you looked at a young man and said, wow, is he going to be, he's a beautiful young man. Wow, he's a gorgeous young man. And that man was 12, 13, 14, 15. I'll be honest. Or he's a beautiful. Yeah. 
I've never no, that, see, no, that's a lie. You, there's no way you haven't seen a young somebody else's son and said, "Wow, he's beautiful." Wow, I mean, and thought, it's, I'm going to be dating my, him. Intent? No. No, Sorry. no, no. But that's no, no one else. On this one. But, no, I'm not on my own on this one because I have boys. My youngest son is a gorgeous young man, and I've heard women say, "Wow, he's a beautiful young boy." To jump to the point where you're you're insinuating like something like pedophilia or a molestation is where you're going with this because he's joking about, "Well, when she gets older, I'm going to date her." I mean, how do you get from there to being revolted and disgusted? So, <laughs> it's just your face right now is it's a beautiful face filled with disgust Brittany Page. Well, it's I don't know what he's trying to do here but he's he's being illogical. <laughs> oh yeah. So there is a huge difference there's between a, There's a chasm. Someone saying, "Oh, your son is so handsome" or "Oh, your daughter she's so beautiful." There's a difference between that and saying, "Oh, you see that 10-year-old over there? In 10 years, I'm going to be dating her." Well, let's put it in this perspective. If I was over at the Schilling household and his daughter was 10 years old, and I said, wow, your daughter's really beautiful. I'm going to be dating her in 10 years. <laughs> that would go over well with him. I That's fine. I don't think it would. I of do course not. Think not. It would. That's why this is ridiculous. <laughs> the interview continues. Yeah, you know, I, I don't look at a young boy and say, in 10 years, I'm going to date him. Uh, well, I, we don't, I, but you don't actively don't. look and, for that. And I think that would be pretty sad if I did. Well, I mean, I think it says more about you than So you tell me you see a 10-year-old girl him. and think, okay, yeah, I'm going to date no, her No, no, but I've, no, I have a daughter. My daughter has friends. I've seen my daughter's friends. I'm a man. Wow, she's a beautiful young lady. That does, I don't immediately jump to molesting her, but that's where the right, that's yeah, where the left do, has gotten. Do you need to follow that up with, you know, it's fine to say she's a beautiful well, so, young you know lady. You need to, you a know cute what, little girl. Trish, do you need to follow it up with, I'm going to date her in 10 years? Trish, I'm not going to ask you how old you are, but I'm going to guess in your years of, of life, you've, you've gone on and, and probably gone over the edge and said things, well, you know what, I probably shouldn't have added that. And I know you're not running okay, for president. Okay, so he's, I, I'll give you that. He has a tendency to do that, Kurt. A lot. Yeah. All right? right. A lot. Right. And the question because that people be, are having, and okay. this is his vulnerability, Kurt, because this is where Hillary Clinton is able to really exploit this wedge here. And it's not even about Hillary Clinton exploiting a wedge. He's serving up on a silver platter things to talk about about him. You you don't see a random 10-year-old in your building and have the thought cross your mind that I'm going to be having sex with her in 10 years. Unless unless you're a sexual predator. Absolutely, unless that actually is the aberrant thought in your head. And so I understand that this is a very threatening to Trump supporters. Listen, it's not even strangers in Trump Tower. If Ivanka weren't my daughter, perhaps I'd be dating her. You know? <laughs> Stop it. Oh, it's so weird. Stop you know it. what you are. I know that it's threatening to Donald Trump supporters because admitting that there's something wrong here is admitting that there's something wrong with your candidate. Right. But listen. But if there is, there is. It's just a fact. This is not okay. It is not okay for a 46-year-old man to see a 10-year-old in a building and his immediate thought and the immediate verbal mouth <laughs> diarrhea yes <laughs> well there's no there's no there's no circuit breaker there's no there's no filter it just oh yeah i'm she's sexy but i know it's not okay for me to have sex with her now but in 10 years i'll be having sex with her you know i had breakfast with one of my friends yesterday and they told me about a donald trump club that i had never heard of 
And I didn't know if it was real, but it is real. And he's asked, what is something that you and your daughter Ivanka have in common? Thankfully, they ask Ivanka first. So we have like some delay in the horror that we're about to experience. And Ivanka says real estate and something else about business. That that's what they have in common. This business sense. And then Donald Trump answers and says that he was going to say sex. We want to know a little bit more about you guys. So we play this game here. It's called Fave Five. I'll ask the question. Ivanka, you answer first. And then, Dad, you answer also. Okay, Ivanka, what's the favorite thing you have in common with your father? Either real estate or golf. Donald, with your daughter? Well, I was going to say sex, but I can't relate that. I mean, what? What is going on here? I don't know how to explain this. It's sickening. It's twisted. It's not normal. It's it's perverted. Why is he so obsessed with talking about his daughter in this way or relating to her in this way? Listen, if you're a man or a woman and you have children, can you imagine being asked a question about what you have in common with, like if, if someone was to ask me, what do you most have in common with your mom? I would say my interest in politics. Right. I wouldn't say, oh, yeah, we love a good fuck sesh. Even saying that right now in explanation. Makes me feel awkward. Makes me feel very uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. I can't. And he's on national TV. Yeah. Display. This is who they want to be president of the United States. It's embarrassing. He wants Lincoln's job. He wants George Washington's job. It's embarrassing. He makes Bill Clinton look like a choir boy. Come on. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. Yes. That sums up the, that's the perfect oh, reaction. Absolutely. To Donald Trump. Absolutely. Honestly. Come on. Come on, man. <laughs> so. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> So Donald Trump out on the trail trying to explain away the fact that, oh, I didn't I didn't harass all of those women. They're all liars. And he gives, eh, you know, a pretty rock solid explanation as to why he did not sexually harass those women. Hopefully our patriotic movement will overcome this terrible deception. Hopefully our great movement, and there's never been anything like this in the United States, and the only way they figure they can slow it down is to come up with people that are willing to say, oh, I was with Donald Trump in 1980. I was sitting with him on an airplane. And he went after me on the plane. Yeah, I'm going to go after Believe me, she would not be my first choice, that I can tell You don't know. That, that would, would not, not be, be my, my first, first choice. Aside from the fact that people are cheering. Oh, yeah. Which Disgusting. is really disturbing. I want to talk about what exactly he no, means. Hang on. Demonstrating the kind of people that are cheering. Right. His ridiculous defense of sexually assaulting a woman on a, on a plane. So what he's saying is that there are women who are not attractive enough for him to sexually assault. Yeah. That's what he's saying. She wouldn't be my first choice. 
But there's other choices that I would make. That's right. Or she'd be my fifth choice because there's sexier women who are worthy of my sexual assault. Honestly. That is what he's saying. Yeah. There's no way around it. There's no way to argue around that. That is what the definition of the words, and when you put words into a sentence in a certain order, they mean a certain thing. (laughs) Right. There's no, we know what it, we have the commonality of language. We understand what he meant. And that is what he meant. The only possible defense that people have here is the classic, well, that's not what he meant. Right. Well, I'm kind of sick of hearing that. Because if it's not what he meant, then maybe he should choose his words carefully and say what he means. Yes. Well, here's the other thing. At the very least, even if he didn't do all of these things, he's not qualified to be president just based on the fact that he doesn't have a kung fu grip on the language. We need a president who understands how to speak articulately and not spark a world fucking war. Because that they say something inarticulate. Pretty important. Very important. That's why Obama, you know, he he gets the gold star. Come on. Come on, man. (laughs) He's speaking volumes with three words. Come on. Come on, man. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, listen, it's not just Donald Trump. You know, it's often said, if you want to look at a man, you look at his kids. And that's being talked about by all the Donald Trump people right now. Even Hillary Clinton said, oh, she's, he's made some good kids. And I admire him for the, the, the character of his children. I think she was just being kind in that moment because... She had to choose something. Here's a recording <laughs> of Donald Trump Jr., the spoiled brat. Donald Trump Jr., who in this interview, I don't think in this section that I'm going to play for you right now, refers to himself as a man's man. I don't even know what that means, but he's talking about women. And if they can't handle the sexual harassment that takes place in the workplace, maybe they should go be a kindergarten teacher. You know, if you can't handle some of the basic stuff that's become a problem in the workforce, right, then, right. like you don't belong in the workforce. Yeah. Like you should go, you know, maybe... You know, teach kindergarten. I think it's a respectable you know, position, but like and those little you, kids, should, uh, you won't can't be, be negotiating billion it. dollar deals if you can't handle like, you know, mm-hmm. well, listen, you, you, there's a place where you have to draw the line. But like today, this stuff that you get in trouble for, it's like I wouldn't even think about like Donald, our stupid yep. world. It's radio, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. If we want to just look at a naked girl on this computer, watch, we can even do it to just show you what happens. Oh, Everything gets shut down. <laughs> If we go, hey, uh, what do we want to see real fast? Well, you have yeah. to. Then uh, yeah. the, the, the curtains Bunch have to be shut. Bunch of naked men in the shower. Let's just, <laughs> yeah. That's okay, though. That's but, okay. No. Look, yeah. look, because they heard already. Look, turn around. You got to close the curtain. They're close. close the curtain. This is, Are you serious? Yeah. Look. That, that, no, look. I'm, I'm watching people just for the people. They're, they're, they're actually closing the yeah. curtains. They're on high alert. They're not doing it to show the bid off. They're doing it because they really believe we are actually now. Well, we are doing it officially. Oh, that's not bad. I mean, but, I see some. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah, wouldn't it be funny if he showed tits and then Donald sued? <laughs> I feel harassed. I but Donald, this, harassed. Is this is my get rich quick scheme. I'm now suing you guys because I feel uncomfortable. And by the way, that's what happens in the world. Like, oh, yes. I, I can yeah. play along, I can be fine, and then Jesus. I can decide randomly, uh oh, you now have crossed yeah. the line. Even right. though I've been going with this. Well, first of all, why does he have such a cartoony voice? 
Why yeah. is he saying like so many times? Yeah, it's like it's like it's like the thing when the like the women they love to you know it's like a get rich quick scheme. Everybody, ah, why does he have that voice, Brittany Page? I love his phrasing of you go along with it until you randomly decide it's not okay anymore. Right now, that is. <laughs> It's telling. That's a predatory statement. Absolutely. Because, yeah, that is what happens. Women accept a lot that they shouldn't have to accept until they're done accepting it anymore. Right. And I have been in many work situations where this is the case where, okay, yeah, I'm going to just roll with that. Okay, I'll roll with that too. Okay, I'm done rolling with it. Right. Because it's happened enough. Enough is enough. That's a thing that enough is enough. Right. It's a valid thing. Look, I took it. I took it. I, I wasn't going to take it anymore. There's a, a million little sayings. The straw that breaks the camel's back. Enough is enough. All of this are valid reasons. Look, one or two. Yeah, okay. Haha. But if it starts to be a problem and a pattern, no more. And that's what he, he's talking about right there. Well, if you're not ready to make billion dollar deals, shut your mouth, Donald Trump Jr. <laughs> Uh, you little freakish clone. Ugh. Well, Brittany's making me include this next clip because, well, uh-oh. she made me not just include it, but name it the saddest thing in the world. Yes. And in it, it is a group of women supporters of Donald Trump talking to Randy Kay from CNN. And apparently it affected Brittany Page. How many of you are willing to write this off as locker room banter, as, as Donald Trump says? All of you. I have two brothers, my dad, uh, military family. I've heard words worse. I've seen things worse. Uh, it, the word is a little derogatory. I wish if he had said it, I wish he had said it a different way. But you know what? He wasn't saying it to females. He was saying it to men. Locker room bus. I'm going to pause it right there. Because what if I said, I hate black people. And I think all black people should be sent back to Africa. It's okay that I say that. As long as I didn't say it to a black person. That's ultimately what she's saying. I hate Jews. And I think all Jews should be systematically killed in gas chambers. As long as I don't say that to Jews, I'm in good shape. Well, when is this going to go away? I, I, I had a Lyft driver recently apologize to me for using language in my presence that wasn't appropriate for women. Right. And I said, yeah, you're good. Trust me, I've said worse. Well, um, you're not some delicate flower that can't be spoken to in a different way than any, any other human. No. You're and- an adult person right and these women are basically saying yeah we are women and men have different conversations than we do that we're just we can't be party to some of the conversations that they have because that's just the way it is what are you talking about it is bizarre what year is this yeah no (laughs) it doesn't make any sense she continues if a man said that in my presence, yeah. I do yes. find the words offensive. Like that is locker room talk. That's right. the boys' club. Right. You know, you don't think it says anything about him as a, a person or what he truly believes about women speaking no, this way? I don't. I just, it was just a man being a man in a men's world talking yeah. to men. 
At first, some of these women feared the tape would bring down Trump's campaign. But once they heard it was more than a decade old, they thought it no longer mattered. Lori, should he be judged on something that happened 11 years ago? I don't think so. He was a non-politician. He was not in the spotlight, not being scrutinized. Only a couple in the group said they were actually offended. But none of these women believe he'd ever make those same comments today. He understands the jeopardy and the risk that would be put in place, and he is truly out here to make a difference for our country. <laughs> so, I mean, is this kind of a joke to some of you? Like, is it like you don't even? There are so many and, and other I think issues. It's a distraction it's, it's that really we should really move on. And you don't even care about it, right? It doesn't no, even no, register. No, no. This no. about the real this group preferred to talk about how Trump plans to secure the borders, lower their taxes, and defeat ISIS. But the conversation never strayed far from Trump and women. You all think that he, he respects women. Is that yes, fair to say? If you can't be respectful of women, you can't raise daughters like he has raised. <laughs> and those daughters, those girls, are the most self-respected women that I have ever seen. Hey. Wait, they're the most self-respected? You mean they respect themselves the most? I, what? Also, Donald Trump didn't raise his children. There's audio of Donald Trump talking about how he'll pay for them, for the nannies, and for the mother, for the diapers, but he's not going to change any diapers. He's not going to raise any kids. Donald Trump didn't have a hand in raising those goddamn kids. This is also a weird argument that I keep hearing in many different areas when um, someone goes on a shooting rampage and kills people, many different instances where this parent argument comes in and people always want to talk about how it's the parent's fault or, oh, look, they turned out so great. It's the parents that did that. Right, right. Uh, oftentimes, no, that's that's not the situation. Right. So giving Donald Trump credit for something that he didn't do is not useful. Also, when they say that he wouldn't say those things today. Again, he wasn't a 16-year-old on that tape with Billy Bush. He was 59 years old. It wasn't as though his prefrontal cortex wasn't fully developed. <laughs> he's, he's a 60-year-old man, everybody. He knew what he was saying he knew what he was doing, and it, this is his personality. He mocks disabled reporters on stage in front of cameras into a microphone. This is who he is. You don't right. think he would say this? Of course he says this. I love how one of the things people are criticizing Hillary Clinton for from the WikiLeaks email is she said that she has a private and a public persona. She says things in private, and then there's things that she says in public. Every human being is like that. They don't think that Donald Trump's like that? Because we saw that on the tape. He's talking about grabbing her pussy, how he can do whatever he wants because he's a star. He steps off that bus. His voice changes. He's like, hi. Yeah, right. Hey there. Yeah, everything. His entire persona changed. Right. He became 10 times more slimy as soon as he stepped off the bus. <laughs> so, Stevie McSkeeve Town. So this is ridiculous ridiculous this conversation that i'm hearing and it's unbelievable that this many people would get together and they are all this misguided right you want to listen to the final 45 seconds of this foolishness on tv why then i asked would trump allow howard stern to say disrespectful things about ivanka even though stern meant it as a compliment can i say this a piece of ass is yeah. uh, what if that was your daughter would you be okay with that i would i would not like that not at all 
but I have to look at the core of the man, the individual, and what his passion is. Even with the first woman on a presidential ballot, these ladies have their minds made up. Of course that um, bothers me, but is it going to make me lean towards Hillary Clinton? Absolutely not. This is the worst dirt they can dig up exactly. on this man, and I think he deserves my vote. God, Randy. Well, here's the deal. Donald Trump's a dunzo, dunzo. He is fucking done. <laughs> he's a dunzo, dunzo, he everybody. Is a, he's a dunzo, dunzo. <laughs> Come on. Come on, man. <laughs> uh, listen, we have a whole other segment here on the the rigged election thing, but we're we're over, you know, a minute 10 here. I, I don't, or an hour 10. We're over a minute 10. We're over an hour and 10 minutes, and I, I don't... Uh, I don't want to go crazy here. We like to keep the show about the length of a, a commute to and from work. So we're going to save that till next time. And trust me, it's still going to be fresh. There might even be more information to talk about. So we're going to end it here. There's not going to be a taking care of biz, although there's been a lot of good stuff. We like to leave you positive. Uh, but we're going to leave you. We love you guys. Please remember that there is a presidential debate on Wednesday. So watch it. We will be doing a bonus episode. Yes. And those are always fun. It's the final debate. We'll see what happens this time. It could be a shit show. It will be. Even worse shit show. It could be. It will be. (laughs) So like I said, we love you guys. We appreciate you. If you'd like to support the show other than listening twice a week or as often as you do, you can go to dollamore.com. On the left-hand side of the page, there's a there's a link there that says support the show. There is a whole bunch of ways, from shopping on Amazon to Patreon and PayPal. Or if you're not in a position to give monetarily, ah, that's cool. We get it. Go to iTunes, rate and review the show. It really does help, and we appreciate every single rating, review, every dollar that's donated. You guys are the best. We have... The best audience in podcasting. Uh, I I swear to that. It, it is a, it's a beautiful thing. The connection that we have with our audience. That you guys feel free to both criticize and, and call us on what you believe to be wrong. But also contribute. This is a conversation that we're having. It is important and I believe it to be changing hearts and minds. You are a bigger part of this than even me. And it is awesome. So until next time, for Brittany Page, I am Jesse Dollimore, and this has been I Doubt It. Yo, I smashed so much pussy this weekend.